What up, what up, what up, friends? And welcome to the Ball and Buds Podcast. I am your host, Omar Fonseca. And as always, thank you for tuning in. I am very excited today for the pro wrestling insider, Shane Peacher, to review WrestleMania with us. So yes, sir, let us get into this right now. But first, you know how we like to start things here on the Ball and Buds podcast with Omar's Overture. So let's kick this bad boy off. So shout out to Conan, the master of the verbal gems, Mr. k Dog. Shout out to D.I. Disco Inferno. And shout out to JoJo. Thank y'all for having me on the roundtables and especially this WrestleMania one. I really appreciate it as well. Check them out. Go ahead and subscribe to the Keeping It 100 podcast. I am a Patreon subscriber, and I will tell you right now, for the Patreon monthly subscription, you get an awesome amount of content. So go ahead and check that out. Who will survive? Like that, pump, pump it up, pump it up, but not buttoned up. Let your hand out, chump, while we throw these hands up, hands up, hands up. At the PC, you better man up. Catch my man, throws me you better stand up, stand up, stand up. WrestleMania, your ass get choked. Mess with K Dog and see your basket with both. Or end up with nasty stuff down your throat. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, you guys ready to review WrestleMania? If you don't agree or you do agree and you have a comment, go right ahead. Let me just say this. Big fan of having WrestleMania over two nights because I hated the one-night, eight-hour WrestleMania marathon. Yeah. Uh, that was f***ing yeah. brutal. Great idea. So WrestleMania, I think, in my eyes, was a really, really good WrestleMania for the circumstances. The two nights, the rain... All the crazy stuff that happened. I really think that WWE did a tremendous job. I don't even call them WWE. I'm calling them that for the podcast. I think WWF did a tremendous job. Um, and I think a lot of the matches were good. And so I am excited. And now, without further ado, Pro Wrestling Insider Shane Peacher to review WrestleMania with us, my friend. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, but I thought we were talking professional wrestling, not the World Wildlife Fund. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> you, you know that uh, in, in our personal conversations, right, I'm going to call them WWE for the sake of the podcast. But you know in our personal conversations, I refuse to call them anything but WWF because that's what we grew up with. So you know what? World Wildlife Fund can kiss my buttocks. <laughs> oh, I agree with you. Trust me. I hate it. The World Wrestling Federation is what we know and what we grew up with, and it should have never changed. Yeah. That was some When, when does – when does Vince ever stop fighting for something like that? Like, I couldn't believe it at the time. But, well, but we'll talk about that another time. I mean, that is crazy, though, when you think about it, that he actually gave up to something. But, yeah, it was BS anyways that they even cared because no one even associated the two, like, differently. Like, we knew the difference. Right. Like, we just, like we know there's a there's a WWF wildlife fund and we know there's a wrestling. We don't get them conflated. You don't need to worry about that. <laughs> 
Oh, exactly. but anyways, man, I want to talk Mania. It was so good to have Mania with fans, pro wrestling with fans. Tell me how that made you feel. Uh, just felt like normal again, man. I mean, it was so much better than anything I've seen in the past year, wrestling-wise. And it's because of the fans. And I'm not saying the matches at other shows were bad without fans, because they're not. But it's just not the same, man. Like, you can even tell the performers were more up for it. You know what I mean? And then you could tell the difference the next day on Raw when they had to go back to the Thunderdome, which is a great idea for what it is and for the reason they have to do it. But, man, it was so much better with fans. And it kind of, like, made the... Raw after WrestleMania kind of bad in my opinion, and that's usually the best Raw of the year. Yeah, that is uh, supposed to be the best Raw of the year. Yeah, it definitely took, uh, you know, not I don't want to say a downturn, but it definitely was a lot less impactful without fans there. And you're so right, the fans brought the energies and the performers were pumped up that you know even the rain couldn't keep them down. Those unscripted interviews. What do you think about those? <laughs> Oh, they were great. I mean, Samoa Joe in the in the rain moccasins and uh, all that gear and the plastic and just it was great. I loved it. Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley getting into it right before when Drew McIntyre about to go crazy because he can't wrestle. <laughs> uh, meanwhile. That, and bro, and it's so funny because the wrestlers are giving great promos here that aren't scripted. Shouldn't that be telling you something? Yeah. Right. And they did it. I know we're not reviewing night one, but they did it yesterday when they had to kill time during the rain delay. They were all doing it. MVP stuff. was great. Eventually. It felt like the old WWF, you know, where they would have the the pre-match interviews, man. They just did like a thousand of them before the before the show. It was great. It was awesome. I was actually happy that the rain happened. So let's start from the top. And I know you oh. told me you wanted to talk about this, and I was going to ask you anyways. How do you, because you are the biggest Hulk Hogan fan in the world, Titus and Hulk Hogan forever? Um, Pirate suits? What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ho ho, mateys! <laughs> now I love Hulk, you know that, but man, that was ridiculous. And I love the whole having a guest host, I guess. But I mean, it's just so scripted and horrible. But it was so tacky. It was it was '80s Hogan, and it was hilarious, and I loved it anyways, just because it was Hulk. I'm biased though, so sue me. Yeah, you're biased. I loved it too, though, even though it was awkward as well. Like. They really tried to force this pairing together, and it was like, y'all really didn't need to do this. Right. And then, of course, you know, you think they forced it because of the whole N-word situation. Because if you remember, when it first happened in Hulk, they let Hulk come back. Like, Titus kind of had an issue. Yeah. Yep. If you remember if you remember that whole scenario. So yep. I think they did. I think it was forced because of that, which is awkward. And I think hilarious because I, although I think Titus forgave, I don't think he forgets. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I heard that. Titus had technically forgiven him, but I, I heard that he was also still not feeling that, obviously. So, um, I, yeah, it was really awkward, but it was kind of funny to me, and I'm sure it was to you as well. Uh, speaking of, they let that happen also because Titus was in Tampa. So they actually tried to prop him up in his hometown. But Big E, they took the championship from. Why do WWF keep letting or keep wanting to humiliate their wrestlers by having them lose in their hometown. Do they think that this heat is good? Cause it's not. No, I don't know if it's a hometown thing. I just think if you look back after the fact, none of the world championships changed hands. So they had to change the 
littler titles. <laughs> I think that's really it. You know what I mean? Because how many manias does a world title never change, especially since they've had two? One for each show. You know what I mean? You have the world title and then the undisputed title, and neither changed hands. And that's rare for a mania. You always usually have a title change. Uh, meanwhile. Yeah, when I heard it was wow. a drum fight and their explanation is, I'm going to beat you so it sounds like a drum. <laughs> I was like, okay, these motherfuckers don't even know what the match is going to be. Yeah, but it was just a weapons match, it was you know. Dumb. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was like, whole bar. that was it. Why, so. why, why, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they should have had like a whole bunch of guys around the thing beating drums and, you know. Maybe I thought the fucking, exact same thing. You know, maybe the, an open pit, you know, like mm. the. African wrestling. I don't know if you've ever seen it. You know, it looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like on it's the, scooting around. Out in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of, you know, Sengalanese yeah. wrestling. That's f***ing whack. I thought the exact But the same match thing. was good. The match was good. Yeah, yeah. It was good yeah, to like, see Biggie kind of get his yeah. kind of get his turn, too, because Kofi had a big WrestleMania match, aside from the tag team, you know, for when he went for the title. This is Biggie's big match, you know? Yeah. But, of course, he's got a f- lose because he's in his home yeah, a lot of these right? results were re- I'm right, so far right now the only result i think that was correct was owens you know well, i would know this 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 was correct if it wasn't in his hometown but this was correct <laughs> because yeah. cruz needs it biggie's mega over yeah he's been tag team yeah. champion whatever 11 <laughs> times which is yeah. ridiculous but it, it's time- he's He's paid and he's over. You gotta, you gotta make hit to him. opponents for him, and they did a good job today. Now he's got a good opponent, somebody he can chase. Maybe Biggie. Well, I mean, maybe Biggie. Big back or what? Yeah. Biggie. Biggie has to. So, There's nobody else yeah. there. There's nobody yeah. else there. Eventually, you always usually have a title change. You're right. There is usually always a title change. And so, you know, I didn't even think about that. And that could be the reasoning that they did that uh, instead of just like a humiliation factor, which they tend to do, though, when they go to like wrestlers hometowns, which is really weird. But oh, yeah. Jim. Remember, uh, Jim Ross joined uh, Mr. Man Kiss My Ass Club in Oklahoma. In like, Oklahoma. <laughs> like, what the hell? And then everything else that's happened. We know we don't we don't have to talk about the Montreal Screwjob, among uh, many other things. Uh, right. Which, was there a dark side of the ring on that? Because we need to put that in that in that episode. Dude, I just watched it today. <laughs> I oh, kid you not. I just watched really? it right now. Okay, like uh, five minutes ago. Right, it's so a great. It's a great episode. I'm gonna have to watch that uh, <laughs> so we could do a uh, do the uh, dark side of the ring episode. Anyways, speaking of uh, Big E, is this finally the real push for Big E and Cesaro to win the championship? I actually think it's a real push for Cesaro, man. I think you know he's paid his dues, and you know Vince always seems to find that one guy that has been there forever, mm. a la The Miz, that he thinks works hard and he gives him that chance. Now, who knows if he's going to be a transition champion for like a month, but I think it's coming. I hope it comes, right? Because <laughs> I agree with you. I think that uh, Cesaro is a great worker and a great wrestler, and I think he should have already been uh, pushed. Now, he's not the greatest talker, which could be uh, what has been holding Oh, Omar, uh, don't, don't give me that. They gave Asuka the championship. Yeah, I know. And, and <laughs> They gave they gave Otis money in the bank. They've given so many people with no personality stuff. So. Exactly. What about Big E though? Because this has to be his push too. I kind of think so, but I still think he's a mid card guy. I just really? don't see it. You don't think he's a champion? <laughs> no, I because I see too much of the corny New Day. Mm. I can't get that out of my head. You think that's watered him down, huh? 
Yeah, and but the, but I could be wrong because I was wrong about guys like Edge. You know, I, I always saw him as that stupid Edgehead Christian and Edge crap, corny stuff. And then he kind of became a main eventer, and I started kind of liking him, kind of like DDP. I say DDP the same way, you know. He's one of those guys that I was like, oh, this is so corny. I just want to look at Kimberly. That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I I I, di- I didn't like uh, or. I didn't like uh, Edge at all. You know, that's kind of what I turned turned off from wrestling for a few years there uh, was during that period anyways, after the Attitude Era and all that. And so I didn't really care for uh, Edge at that time. Now I kind of actually uh, am digging his new personality this next time back. Uh, speaking of that great segue, my friend, do Edge or Daniel Bryan, after getting double pinned by Roman Reigns, which we'll get to later, do they ever win another title? I don't think so. I I don't know if you saw Daniel Bryan's interview that he did this week. It seems like he, he might be done with wrestling. He said after the match, he just didn't have that feeling anymore. And that just tells me he's ready to go. And I mean, his wife is retired now. You know what I mean? She's doing her thing. I just think it's almost that time. Uh, Edge, maybe one more run. But I think he's one of those guys like a Lesnar that's going to just come back during Royal Rumble time. And I don't think he's going to be full time. So I don't know. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, Brian Edge and Reigns all have great uh, entrances. Reigns took his time for sure. Reigns, Heyman, and Uso all wearing lays. That was so incredible. Yeah, bro. or when they announce he's... Roman in the ring, Paul's over his shoulder and he's looking at him like adoringly. Like, or oh, no, you know yeah, I, mean? I love. Or the other one I like is when he he would hand him his belt like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. he like, would give, so or he yeah. or he'd give him the microphone like yeah. that and then yeah. back yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, he might snap guy. at any moment. Yeah. 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 or it's like giving the little... king, handing the king his sword or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah right. Like presenting. And you got your triple threat match for the title. This went. 2140, the only match all weekend to go over 20 minutes. And uh, crazy great ending. Let's uh, let's get in there because it was, it was a really good match. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, the angle in this match with Edge was Edge kind of getting paranoid and flipping out and saying it's his spot. And, you know, he's kind of being pushed to the wayside. And it sucks because that's almost the case with the match. Like, I haven't seen much on social media. Or we haven't even mentioned it yet about, yeah, the match was great and Paul did his part in Roman. But Edge was real fun. Solid in this, and he's only had three matches since 2010 or whatever, you know, or, or four matches, whatever it's been. He was like Edge in 2010, man, or 2009, 2008, whatever. He, I would have never known, you know. He looked great. Conan, what did you, uh, what did you think of at the start? I think, well, the the main thing that was very weird to me was um, when Roman came out. I did not expect him to get booed. I thought he was going to be very over, mm. so I kind of, I liked that, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I was a big fan of him stacking the two baby faces on top of them, beating them both. Not a big fan of that, but what a fucking match. Yeah, because yeah. at least if he pins one guy, the other guy can go, hey, you never beat me. I get the shot next month, whatever. That's It was very definitive. It's the most definitive ending I think I've ever seen. Right. You know? right. Yeah. And I think before he had actually claimed that he was going to do that. And then, and then afterwards he did an interview with the three dudes and he was like, I told you I was going to stack them on top of each other. Okay. So I didn't. I, I didn't. I mind never it heard much. that in an interview. Go That's ahead. Uh, I, I, I didn't mind it as much. And, and Daniel Bryan kind of alluded to this being his last WrestleMania, anyway. And, and really. Eventually. Right. Yeah. They could. I guess just have him win it once, one more, just to, you know, give it to him since he does bring in a lot of fans and he 
has brought a lot of energy back and, you know, a lot of people love him and he's been gone a long time and could be a Lesnar as well. Uh, I think neither one will either. I did not watch the interview, but I did hear something alluded to it. So, yeah, I guess he's Brian's going to retire. I could see Edge winning once just as a here you go. Thank you for being a big personality to our fans and everything like that. Switching over to celebrities, Bad Bunny. Is Bad Bunny the best celebrity wrestler of all time, the fellow Boricua? Mm, he did a lot better than I thought, but I thought it was The Miz carrying him, if that makes sense. Wow. But, I mean, I do love hearing, you know, that he took it seriously, that he was at training wrestling the whole time. So I do respect that. But, I mean, I think The Miz is the one that carried him. Miz and Morrison carried him big time. And to me, my favorite celebrity is Lawrence Taylor. I just think he did a great job. He actually main evented WrestleMania, and that is just... Yeah, I love it. And Bam Bam, 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 Bam Trust me, Bam Bam carried him, too. But I was just shocked with how well he did. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I just thought it was... You know me, though. I like that old-school storytelling more oh, than, you know, flippity doodahs everywhere. Of course, I completely understand. You know how I am as well, Phil. I'm old-school just like you, and I... Uh, yeah, that I forgot all. <laughs> I didn't forget about it, but that brings back a lot of memories with the LP, which is just hilarious. I will say that Miz and Morrison did help him a lot. They did. I don't want to say carried him, but they did really, really helped him throughout the match. So I, I guess he has carried him. But I think personally, like he, like you said, he put in the. He was at the PC. They say he's been there since December, putting in hard work. So even if they did carry him a little bit, I personally, and I may be a little biased because I'm Puerto Rican as well, uh, but I personally think he's the best celebrity wrestler I've ever seen in terms of like moving and taking the bumps. And Oh, I, I uh, couldn't believe how much he was in the ring too. That's another thing. Usually when a celebrity's there, they're out of the ring, they fake the tag, you know, mm-hmm. they keep the, the heels, keep the, the baby face away from the tag. And then he finally makes that tag, does a few things and he's done. Bunny wrestled the whole time. So I'll give him that. Like I said, I just think... You know, he was a little sloppy in some areas, but like I said, he's not a real pro. So, I mean, it's it's impressive. Right. And it is impressive that you say that because usually in that type of match, they try to do exactly what they did, which is keep the big man, Priest, on the apron the whole time while the little man gets beat up by the other two. And then, it, like you said, you get the hot tag or whatever. Um but they were able to actually do that, like you said, because he actually was able to wrestle. They it wasn't much of a or look it didn't look like crap where they had to take him out and have uh priest wrestle more. Oh yeah, I actually think Bad Bunny was in the ring more than Priest, which like I said, that oh, was yeah, shocking. He definitely to me. was. He definitely was. I think it was like 70-30 too. It wasn't even close. Oh yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. Hmm. So uh, that was obviously people thought that was a questionable maneuver to bring him in, but I don't because, you know, of the millions of followers he has as well. So that worked out well for them. Uh, meanwhile. What was, what was next? Well, uh, Triple H gives Bad Bunny a, a pimped out microphone, as this puts it, and then they plug his tour. So thankfully things are going to be getting back to normal if he's feeling confident enough to schedule buildings and everything. Hey, that might- did a great job, man. It was. Spent, it was. Yeah. It was. It was incredible. He did. He worked most of the match. He worked most of the match. It was great. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe they had. They trusted him to be in there that long. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, he was he, practicing for a long time. Yeah, I know, but December, still, January, I mean, think about yeah, it. Sure. The pressure. Your first big match, WrestleMania, and you know, you got to remember all these things, and 
He did really good, man. I, I respect, you know. And they that put him in. Far, I believe the best performance by a guest that's not a wrestler. Maybe well, you know there. who I, the only guy I thought did better that Steve Amell, Amell guy from the uh, Stephen yeah, Amell, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. what? Who is he's the, the only guy? Bad Bunny is even more remarkable because like he's not he's from a he's not from a right. sporting not at all. Yeah. And you know how we like to end things here on the Ball and Buds podcast with Omar's epilogue. And not to mention, you don't even got to protect him because he's so creative. Just let right. him do his thing and just don't let him lose. Just That's a sign of a great wrestler. There are great wrestlers. Scott Hall was another one, Flair, that they could lose, but they still stayed over. Those guys are special. Oh, it says Tom Phillips is out for the weekend due to COVID protocols. I heard he was gone. Meltzer reported he was gone. Yeah. I don't even know who that he's is. He's the raw the raw announcer. He's, <laughs> he's the raw announcer. That's why Cole was calling everything. There's three of them. Which one? Generic white Bro, did you middle. see that commercial, which I actually thought was funny? I could not believe between WrestleMania 1 and WrestleMania 2, how many WWE stars were like in big commercials, you know, with their characters, you know. It's been incredible, the, the, just the, the scope of that company. But I did like this commercial. I like the one where Baron Corbin was a hardcore biker with the reflectors <laughs> for, this, yeah. for, this, for the Snickers thing. That was funny. I, uh, another thing was that <laughs> he we— He should come out as that character. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably get be much more better. over than the king. <laughs> and right, I, because that's, that's the perception— of a 70-year-old man of what a pothead's like, he's still remembering movies of like, have any of you guys ever seen Cheech and Chong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. You know, so it was an over-exaggerated version of a pothead. Hey, man, how you doing? And same thing yeah. with the f- And Matt Riddle's obviously a rip-up of Spicoli, Spicoli from Last yeah. Time yeah. at Ridgemont High. Yeah. That's a movie from the 80s, 80s yeah. which yeah. Vince probably saw, and Yesterday. he probably thinks all <laughs> potheads are like that because yeah. he doesn't smoke weed himself. Never look at the back of a dollar bill. Right, he doesn't know weed smokers are Cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought yes, we Okay, I thought Riddle smokes anyway, so I thought he I, does. He does. He Riddle does. does. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I smoked with the money. He got released yeah. from the UFC. He wouldn't give up pot, and he failed yeah. U- UFC drug tests for pot, and he got canned. Yeah, so and he was he was on an undefeated streak. They, they just let him smoke. He, he doesn't write his know. own shit, dude. That's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. but but this was a. Uh, I think I think any when we talked about it on here, we all knew that this was going to be some good stuff. Bro, Vince yeah. has lost his touch as far as recognizing talent. He ain't going to admit it, obviously, but he has. On that note, thank you for tuning in, my friends. Make sure to support your boy. And as always, subscribe to stay updated and download all the new episodes. Until then, stay safe, take care of yourself, be kind to each other, and spread love the Omar way. Holla! Bye.